Are you a mum looking for some parenting inspiration, tips and advice, stories on the ups and downs we face in our lives as parents, some humour and a little bit of fun? Then you may have just found what you're looking for. Hi and welcome to the Parenting in the Thick of It show. I'm your host Louise Clark, a certified parent coach known to many as your parenting partner. As a mum to three teenagers, you can bet I've probably been there, done that and heard it all. Trust me, there'll be few things that I haven't experienced firsthand. I created this podcast because I just love to help mums like you find ways to navigate life in the thick of it and find a way out of it. Welcome to Friday's ADHD episode. A few months ago, I did a series, a book series in the ADHD episodes on the show where I looked at the gifts of ADHD by Dr. Laura Honos Webb. And I have been looking for another book that I could kind of do an ADHD book club podcast on. And I came across a fantastic book by Dr. Sharon Celine. And it's called What Your ADHD Child Wishes You Knew, Working Together to Empower Kids for Success in School school and Life. And it's for parents of kids ages 6 to 18. And I have been reading it. I am about three quarters of the way through it. And so far it is, it's, it's really, really good. Super practical advice. And from a perspective that resonates with me. On page 17 in the introduction, she says, Instead of focusing on how to fix your child or teen, the five C's build connection and improve working together as the basis for effective change. Most kids share a similar desire to feel seen, heard and understood you'll create win-win situations where they want to work with you. Many books about ADHD tell parents what to do and how to discipline. This one explains how being an empathic ally creates the lasting changes you and your child long for. I have found from years of working with families that this collaborative approach is what works best. And I would agree 100%. So chapter one is actually the longest chapter in in the, the book. And I'm going to split chapter one into two episodes on the podcast because it's going to go on too long if I don't. So I will do the first half of chapter one right now. And then next week we will go move on to the second half of chapter one. So it's on the five C's of ADHD parenting. And throughout the book, she always uses examples. At the beginning, she says each chapter begins with a vignette or excerpts from interviews to set the tone for our journey together with personal stories threaded throughout the book. So in part one, she goes over the model, the model of the five C's and looks at living with ADHD, learning differences, understanding the brain, executive functioning, diagnosis, etc. In part two, she looks at various aspects of school and in part three examining life at home so she always uses beautiful examples from from the the kids that she's obviously been working for and with so i'm not going to read you those examples from this chapter but she says on page five as a parent how can you feel competent and and effective in assisting 
your children to overcome the daily challenges they face and embrace the brain they have? How can you listen to what they're telling you about their experiences and offer them empathy and guidance and the guidance they need? It's as difficult for them as it is for you. And these two questions are fundamentally linked. It's crucial to remember that kids with ADHD are doing the best they can with the skills, skills that are compromised by the inherent complexities of having ADHD, such as challenges of working with working memory, impulse control and concentration. They do the best they can with their personal resources and know either outright or internally when they're falling short. They want to be skilled and successful. They want to feel as though they belong and they especially want to be heard. Instead, these kids often feel just the opposite. They feel incompetent, insecure, worried, angry and silenced. Sometimes they cling to parental health help and sometimes they push it away. But they also want the acceptance of their teachers and peers. While you love your kids, as their parent, you may be often exhausted by their antics, more exhausted by their antics than amused by them. Although you may value their creativity, intelligence or athletic prowess, you probably struggle with maintaining patience, balance and humour in the face of strife or chaos. You want more cooperative, responsible behaviours. You don't want to remind your son to put his laundry away for the third time as the clean stuff slowly mixes with the dirty on the floor. You don't want to attend another meeting with your daughter's teacher about her spaciness in class and failure to turn in assignments. And most of all, you don't want to feel incapable and clueless as a parent about how to guide your child to become fully fu a fully functioning adult. You, like all parents, want to feel capable and competent. So her goal of this book is to give you a roadmap to do just that. And the roadmap she discusses and, and refers to is what she calls the five C's of ADHD parenting. And the first one is the one thing that I think so many parenting books, advice, advice, uh, advices, advice and, and places you go to for parenting advice and resources, they fall short on this. This number one, the first C is self-control. Learning to manage your own feelings first so you can act effectively and teach your child with ADHD to do the same. There's a couple of, of quotes here. One from Monica, the mother of Terrell, aged eight. I lost it with him yesterday before we left for dinner with my parents. After three reminders to put on his shoes when he still hadn't, hadn't put them on, I yelled, Terrell, shoes! I wish I had more patience, but I have my limits too. And from Martina, age 17, I'm an emotional person and sometimes I don't have any control over my feelings. It's, being like a, it's like being a volcano that's ready to explode at all times. So we have to be able to learn to control ourselves, our own volcanoes that bubble and erupt within us in the face of the behaviours that our children display with ADHD. But as well as that, when we can control ourselves, we can help them control themselves. So it really does start with us. As much as their thing, it starts with us. The second C is compassion. Can you meet your child where they are at, not where you expect them to be? Eva, the mother of Marco, age 10, says, he works so hard to make it through a day at school. It blows my mind how he does that. 
I try to remember this when we're fighting about doing his homework the way I think it should be done. So Eva knows she needs to be compassionate toward her son. Angel, age 11, says, I don't like how my parents try to help me because they talk too much and ask too many questions. It pressures me when I don't have the answers, but I don't say anything because I don't want them to get mad at me. The third C is collaboration. So, so important, especially as our children get older. Work together with your child and other important adults in their life to find solutions to daily challenges instead of imposing your rules on them. Eric, the father of Sheena, who's 12, he says, I coach my daughter's basketball team and because she has trouble remembering directions, people end up frustrated or yelling at her which she doesn't like. We made a plan. I give her a calm reminder and she asks for help more often. Yesterday, when she missed the warm-up direction, she quickly ran over, asked someone what we were doing and got started. No drama. This was huge for her. So she learned to, to collaborate and the other people realised that they have to speak with the child in order to get everyone on the same page. From Jack, age 10, Sometimes there's bumps in the road, like in the mornings. Mum said I can play video games if I'm ready for school early, but then I don't want to stop when it's time to leave and I get really mad. we got a timer now that gives a reminder and final bell. I don't like it, but I don't yell so much. She likes that. The fourth C is consistency. Do what you say you will do. Aim for staying steady and not for perfection. Nurture their efforts to do their best and do the same for yourself. Scott, the father of Darren, who's 15, says, We use screens as incentives and consequences, but we can't always stick with a plan. Sometimes we forget or something happens or we just get tired. I know we give mixed messages, but we are trying our best. Stella, age 14, says, what my mum does, which I really don't understand, is that she cleans up and complains. She'll say, I'm going to leave that next mess I see you make and tell you to clean it up. And then she goes and cleans it up and tells me about it. I tell her, let me do it next time. But she never does. See, our children are our teachers and they're our mirrors. They'll call us on it. When we say, when we say things and then don't follow through, they know. The fifth C is celebration. Notice and acknowledge what's working by continuously offering words and actions of encouragement. Remember, encouragement is a second language, ESL. Praise and validation. Michael, the father of Nolan, who's 11, says, I want Nolan to do his best effort at school and home, so I get upset when he doesn't. He told me last week what he hears from me is that he's never good enough. I'm surprised that Nolan doesn't hear me telling him how smart he is and he could be do better because of that. Martina, age 17, says, My mum taught me to think positively. If you can ask yourself questions during the day like, What am I doing right now? What can I do to make this situation a little better? Then you can turn around a crappy situation. When we do this together, she helps me find something good, which I really appreciate. The author goes on to say that her five C's model relies on two things, strength-based thinking and attentive awareness. With strength-based thinking, you focus on your child's capabilities to help them build competence, self-confidence, and pride. Strength-based thinking 
means identifying traits or behaviours they excel at and nurturing those skills. Attentive awareness involves observing, listening to and acknowledging what your child says. Getting mad at your child won't help either of you. They become emotionally overloaded and need your support. So attentive awareness guides you to aligning with your child in solving the problem. Strength-based thinking and attentive awareness counteracts kids' pattern of behaviour. They, they begin to see what connection looks like. They realise that they're not alone. And you demonstrate basic respect for them. But mutual input is the key. Alfie Kahn, an international parenting expert and author, writes, On balance, the kids who do what they're told are likely to be those whose parents don't rely on power and instead have developed a warm and secure relationship with them. They have parents who treat them with respect, minimise the use of control and make a point of offering reasons and explanations for what they ask. So she goes on to talk about the fact that it's easy to parent children or our kids when we're in a good headspace and they're behaving in socially acceptable ways. We naturally, when, when the going's good, we naturally will have self-control, compassion, collaboration, consistency and celebration. On page 13, she goes on to say, it's in the moments when you are stressed, fed up and demoralised that you need the five C's even more. So on the next few pages, she goes into each of those five C's in a bit more detail. And I'm going to discuss that next week on the podcast. So if you haven't got this book, what you could do, which would be kind of cool, is you could go and purchase a book, either get it at the library or you could download it on a kind for a Kindle or on Amazon and get the hard copy. I'll put the link in the podcast notes and we can kind of do the book club like we did on the other book. And I'm going to contact the author and and hopefully the author will agree to being interviewed on the podcast. I know she's she's quite a fan of podcasts, so I'm quite sure she will be game on to come and join me here, which will be awesome. But we'll do that when we've been through the whole book. So let me know what you think. I'm excited about going through this. I think it's a very, very powerful book, a practical book, full of useful tools, tips and advice that can help you improve and strengthen the relationship you have with your child and not dissever that connection just when they need you most. So let me know what you think. And if you are, in, if you've enjoyed this, hop over on, onto iTunes and leave a review. It would mean the world to me. And until next time, I have a great week and thank you again for listening and all your support. Bye for now. That's it for today's episode on the Parenting in the Thick of It show. If you enjoyed the show, please do share it with your friends and family. And remember, if you find yourself stuck in the thick of it and can't see a way out of it, please send me an email. I would love to help you. My email is louise at yourparentingpartner.com. And don't forget to take a look at the Parenting in the Thick of It family organizer that I created. It's an evergreen family calendar guaranteeing 12 months of use from whenever you start. 
It also includes beautifully illustrated, informative and interactive monthly parenting theme pages to guide you through the year. It's the perfect organiser for busy families to keep track of all their activities, plus help parents be the best parent they can be. It's more than just a calendar. You can find the link for this and the other social media platforms that I am on below the description in this episode. Thank you so much for listening today and I look forward to being with you all soon. Bye for now.